Smith will keep it. He dies for the end zone. He's got a touchdown. Kansas City in one of the greatest comebacks in Chiefs kingdom history. It's time. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Car out of the shotgun. Looks left. Throws a lob for Michael Crabtree. He caught it. He caught it. He caught it. The Raiders have the lead. 35-34. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Sweet revenge for Michael Crabtree. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I needed that. Starting to feel like football now. Hey, that was a good start. Hey, that was a good start. We're going to finish for you, all right? The doctor is now in. And a very good Friday afternoon. We are back at our Friday home here inside the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. T.C. Martin Show, of course, streaming live, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, wherever you may be. You can tune in with us, of course, Monday through Friday, 2 to 4 p.m. And, yes, Fridays here at the world-famous Superbook as we are weeks away from the opening of the NFL season. Sure, we've got preseason football we'll talk about, but we are weeks away from... The Super Contest. That's right. You get till September 9th to get signed up. Marco D'Angelo, are you ready for the Super Contest? I'm ready. Uh, we cashed last year the first quarter. That's what's nice about the Superbook Contest. You got a bunch of mini contests within the one big contest, so you're never out of it, and you always got a shot. 12 ways to win the uh, season champ, and then 11 in-season contests. You got till September 9th to get down here to sign up. Uh, always a great contest, a lot of fun. Test your handicapping skills. Like I say, you know, with the big boys, it is the most prestigious handicapping contest and uh, a lot of fun as well. Plus, you have the Super Contest Gold, $5,000 entry fee for that. Winner take all. And uh, the winner's been taking home around four hundred to $500,000 for that. And, uh, yeah, so you've got an ex- extra... Five dimes to spare, Marco, for an injury fee, which I, I know you do. I mean, yeah. the way you eat and you're posting every <laughs> week, I know, I, I know you do. You know, but you buy uh, a lot of chicken wings with the uh, 400k. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But uh, you know, if you don't need to buy food, then don't buy food. That's my motto. You are a master. <laughs> I can't wait for your how-to book, <laughs> How to Do Vegas on Zero Dollars a Day. <laughs> Wow, that's a good title right there. That's a, that's a good title. <laughs> Nunchuck back in the studio. Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com. Go to wagertalk.com for Marco's uh, plays. And, of course, Marco is always gracious enough on uh, Mondays and Fridays to be our bookend uh, tag team partner here and uh, giving out uh, free plays. No one has to twist his arm. You know, giving out, even gave out a free play earlier today well, we uh, before we even went on the air. I did. You could follow me on Twitter and see what it was. And, and you already got like a you know a thousand views already. Popular. Yeah. <laughs> you must be taking a lot of people out to lunches and dinners. Uh, that's the that's about the only thing I got on you because you always you know I send you a steak picture, you send me a bigger steak picture. <laughs> that actually it, happened last night. Oh didn't yeah, it, it did. It, yeah, yeah. You, you always have to one up me. Man, I wish I could share. I probably can share that uh, that text chain that we had going on because Marco was always sending me. He, you know, he's, you know, 
I don't think it's because of your age. I don't know what it is, but you eat early, it seems like. You eat, I eat later than you do, so you're always posting these pictures. You know, I don't know if you're part of the senior club, <laughs> the, you know, the 4 p.m. dinner guys, or you know, I don't know what that is, but you usually send me the pics early. I go, okay, and more times than not, I'll say, okay, I'm going to see if I'm going to top you. You are. Well, but last night was late. See, yeah. I eat one of two times. I either eat before I go play poker or I eat after I play poker. Oh. And you got a picture before the steak yeah. where, you know, we were building some towers with the, <laughs> with the chip stack. And, uh, you know, I always joke with you, do you got any, you know, salsa for my chips? Yes, which I, <laughs> which I love that line. So, yeah, so he, uh, you know, he sends me a picture last night. And I, said, and I was in the middle of uh, ordering my food at that point in time. So I teased him a little bit. Show a picture of the French onion soup. No, you started with this big tray of bread. Well, I thought it was uh, both. Bo- you both went together, but yeah, I yeah. actually went to it. That was a pretty impressive uh, yeah. tray of bread there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bread's great. a weakness for me. It is. Yes. Wow. Yeah. See, um, I'm all about the presentation. That's great with that. But I need, uh, I don't go crazy with bread because I don't want to get filled up. So myself, I won't even dive into the bread until I have my soup. To me, that's a good combo. You know, especially the French onion soup with uh, some fresh bread. To me, that's a dynamite combo. You know, soup or maybe even crackers if you're going to a lower scale place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, you know, that it's a good compliment. So yeah, so I started with that, and then next thing you know, here comes uh, here comes the steak, and uh, you know, got the big one last night, like you said, and it was carved. But um, had some issues with the steak though last night. They had issues? Had issues. I could have, and I didn't want to do this because then I really would have got some crazy comments. I had three steaks last night. You sent two back. Absolutely. I can attest to, I've seen you in action. Three steaks. Mm-hmm. And these were not cheap steaks. <laughs> I kind of I, I felt bad for them, but they did it themselves. Yeah. But I order medium to medium plus. Okay. I like pink. I like slightly pink throughout. And I knew I was in trouble when the server came by and said, it wasn't the server, it was you know, someone from the back. They go, okay, here you go, medium well. No, 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 it's the medium well. And then the server goes, no, no, it's not medium well, it's, it's, it's medium plus. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah, yeah. Me, medium plus. Cut into that bad boy. No pink. It was well. It was well. It wasn't even medium well. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but they were very nice. They said, we are so sorry. We're sorry. We're going to, you know, I said, well, and it waited 45 minutes because I had the, the 32 ounce, you know, T-bone slash porterhouse. It's funny how some places call it porterhouse and some call it T-bone. And I even said, I go, well, if it's 32 ounces, isn't this more like a, a porterhouse? They go, well, we call it T-bone. What makes the difference is where it is on the lawn so that you get the filet. Yeah. The filet makes it a porterhouse. If right. there's no filet, it's yeah. it's a New York strip. Yeah. Okay. So you know, but it's the T-bone. You know, the big bone. So you have New York strip. You have T-bone. Then you have uh, the porterhouse. Mm-hmm. I'm always going porterhouse. Yeah, I, I love it because I like the porterhouse. You're getting. You're literally getting two steaks in one. Yeah. Okay. So after that, so I'm not going to wait again. And we wanted to get steaks back on. I said, well, I go. Do you have a wagyu filet? Yes, we do. We'll, we'll, we'll get that for you. Oh, for two. So, anyway, but you you have noticed that, when, and we've eaten several meals together. Mm-hmm. 
I purposely do not order the same thing as you because I don't want the cook in the kitchen to mix up which plate he's gonna he, he's gonna put a little something special in. <laughs> That's brutal <laughs> for, for for the you know, the pain that you of someone who sends a lot of dishes. But here's back. the deal: you're going to places usually with me that they know me, so you don't have to worry about that. No, that's why I'm more worried. Because yeah. <laughs> they do know you. <laughs> be very careful. Yes. No, I'm not trying to be all that. I just again, you order, you order something. It it needs to come as you. Now again, if it's a little off, it's okay. It's okay. So if I go say medium plus and it comes medium well and there's a little bit of pink, that's fine. But when there's zero pink, and it's well done, no, I'm not going to eat it. Why don't you just order it medium instead of having to add the plus? I did say, didn't you hear the beginning of the story? I said medium to medium plus, okay? And I always say to the server, you know your cooks better than I do, your chefs better than I do. So if you think, here's what I'm looking for. So I just like tell them, I just, you know, I'd, I'd like, I like pink throughout, okay? Slightly pink. So you can determine what that means to you at your restaurant with your chefs. It can be totally different. Now, there's a place, as you know, that is, you know, kind of, goes with their Australian lingo mm-hmm. and they cook more to the rare side. Mm-hmm. So you have to be careful. So you got you got to kind of know the establishment. Well, you've been to this restaurant yes. enough times that you should know the they, chefs. They, they had an off night. They had an off night. You know. So, it wasn't my main place I go to, but it was, you know, one of my it was a secondary, but secondary. but I, but I, but I, but, I, but, I, but I do love this place, especially for their desserts. Okay. So, we you saw you saw some desserts posted. I yes, and you were celebrating your anniversary. Happy anniversary mm-hmm. uh, to you and Gina, and uh, God bless her for putting up with you for thirty-seven <laughs> years. Well, not, don't be putting added years on. I don't know. Coming with those numbers, jeez, jeez. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Just okay. leave it at that. All right, my friend. Um, yeah, so we'll look forward to some more uh, good meals uh, this weekend, and you can never get a bad meal here. At the Westgate. We know that. Yeah. You and I have dined here before. Whether you want uh, Italian, you want the steakhouse, uh, you want uh, you know, the cafe. And, of course, we're right here with the, the ever-popular uh, sportsbook uh, dining fair here with the, the grabs and goes. It's hey, fantastic. Don't, don't forget Benihana, too. Yeah. Benihana is, yeah. 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 That's more fun when you go with a group. You, you have a group you know, at, at the table. I was there in yeah. February. I was there for you know my daughter's birthday because that's nice. one of her favorites and she had never been here to this one before neither had I so it's usually not my 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 fair but I enjoyed it I did enjoy we it. we know you have a very detailed small playbook as far as your food I'm glad, you, I'm go. glad you didn't say limited but no I no I admit it you I, I like what you, I like. you run yeah. the same ten twelve plays like the script all yeah. the time and that's uh, you kind of like the aces yeah that's why I'm twenty five and three yeah. you know what I'm saying. But you call yourself a foodie, and I called you out yesterday. I sent you a a picture yesterday of an ethnic lunch, and you just turned your nose completely up at it. (sighs) And you can't be calling yourself a foodie. (laughs) um, Stuffed cabbage and pierogies. Okay, you like that. That's that's fine. That you you like what you like. Foodie is not a definition that you know you have to enjoy or dine the gamut of, of restaurants as far as you know you know seafood steak burgers tacos uh, you know asian uh chinese you know, wh- whatever it is uh, seafood all of it i mean you know you don't have to check every box 
You could check two or three boxes and still call yourself a foodie. No. No? You got to experience all the different flavors of the world. That's what's the beauty of Vegas. We're we're spoiled to the point we could eat at a different restaurant, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for an entire year, all around, and we still wouldn't get through the. T- is the is there a, a type of food you don't like? Um, I don't like really spicy food, so I don't go, f- you know, for you know Indian food. Okay, or, so there you go. But, you're, you're not a foodie. But, but no, I will. I have gone to those places, and I get ridiculed when they say one to you know one to nine. What do you want yeah. your spice level? Yeah. And I go zero. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, like I said I, I don't put the title of foodie on me. Okay, you call me that. Other people call me that because because I post you know, those pictures. And the only reason I do it because I got started. I started doing it, and I put a test to it. Like, okay, you guys really want to see this? And it was a resounding yes. You know, keep doing it. Keep doing it. And you know, we don't want to. We don't care. You're going to Yankee Stadium. Don't show us a picture of. Uh, you know, Jordan Alvarez at the plate, or Justin Verlander on the hill, or, or Aaron Judge at the plate. Show us what what you're eating there. Yeah. Well, how about you know if Justin Verlander's on the field, is there anybody in the stands? What does that mean? Anybody special? <laughs> if Justin, oh, okay, I see where you're going. So does that mean is his wife Kate Upton in the stands? Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Uh, well, you can just come out and say it. Yes, she was. She was. She was there. So there in, yeah. in in New York on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. and I know. And you somebody and, texted me. And you and you and Numchuck wanted me like to get a picture of her. That's like come no, on. No, Numchuck wanted you to get her to do a, a bumper. You know, uh, you know a rejoinder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not going to do but that. But I'm still calling fake news on this. Okay. Call it fake. Why? Because I didn't turn around to hey, uh, you know, my producer back in Las Vegas. <laughs> you could have was a, was no, a you picture could have of you. Have taken a selfie and it, like aimed it more towards. Oh, no, I can't, dude! I can't do that. That's not when I'm a guest of the team. You think I'm going to do that? Come on, I'm going to tell you. And, do, and then next thing you know, somebody says something. Come on, man. <laughs> See, that's that, that's a little red district. I'm shot. Come on, man. That's not little red district. <laughs> okay, Stop then it. what is it? Then what is it? It's what? taking a selfie at Yankee Stadium. And you just happen to get somebody in their background. Exactly. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I took selfies at Yankee Stadium, but I'm sorry that your desired, you know, uh, model, you know, w- was, was not, you know, in the background of the picture. Jeez. You didn't like Justin Verlander in the background, huh? I know you didn't like Justin Verlander. Not that day. Oh, by the way, I owe you some money. <laughs> What a segue. <laughs> were, you saying, were, you, were you saving that in your back pocket? Oh, let's see. Pay that man his money. <laughs> I, I will. Next break. Guarantee it. So because we can't bet in yeah. New York. No. Marco, can you get a bet down for me? And again, entertainment purposes only. only yeah. You like to have action when you go to a game, huh? No, absolutely. You're going to the Aces game tonight. I'll have action. <laughs> <laughs> have you gone to an Aces game where you haven't had action? Uh, maybe once, but I had Wi-Fi trouble the last one when I was trying oh, to get the yeah. team total yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to the show. How about that? Oh, this is the show for some people. They, they love the food talk and the park talk. Okay, uh, NFL preseason. We are going to get into that uh, today. We had a couple games last night, but uh, the breaking news comes uh, here today in Las Vegas at the Intermountain uh, Healthcare. Facility for the Raiders is a joint practice 
today between the Niners and the Raiders. As you know, the Niners and Raiders will be playing Sunday, 1 o'clock kickoff at Allegiant Stadium for the uh, only preseason home game for the Raiders. Uh, Niners are here. This is what we've been accustomed to over the last few years is that the uh, team comes in, they work out for two practices, do a little walkthrough tomorrow, and then they have the game coming up, in this case on Sunday. But uh, today, uh, both teams got after it, and unfortunately for the Raiders, a uh, bad injury occurred today as Devontae Adams uh, was hurt. Um, it was a bang-bang play, uh, nothing malicious, but Adams did uh, walk off the field and went to the locker room uh, under his own power. Uh, Josh Daniels had this to say after the game. Josh McDaniels, I should say, had this to say after the game. I don't think it was crazy serious. It was just kind of a bang-bang play, totally clean on both sides. So uh, not what you want to see happen to your premier player. And he's not only your star-wide receiver, but he is uh, right now your franchise player, so to speak even though they designated that tag for Josh Jacobs, who's not here, but you know what I mean. I mean, he is your best player on your roster, and he gets hurt today. How serious, uh, we're not going to know immediately. He'll go through some tests. But, uh, again, Josh McDaniels wanted to come out and say, hey, boom, you know, bang, bang play. And it was a, a passing route, and, you know, defensive back got there same time that uh, Devontae Adams did, and, and it, it, it was a hard hit, no question. And, you know, listen, no one likes to see anybody get hurt. But I think, you know, would we be talking about this, I mean, going back, I don't know, eight, ten years ago? I mean, practice, you have, you have hits, okay? you got to prepare yourself the best you can mm-hmm. for games in the regular season. And we talk about this every year, that you have starting quarterbacks or running backs or wide receivers that don't play at all. And it's getting worse and worse every year. Jimmy Garoppolo, his first season with the Raiders. He's not going to see the field on Sunday. No. There's only three preseason games. These guys need reps in game speed, game situations. Because seven on seven drills and 11 on 11, you know, with your own team or even stuff today, you know, Garoppolo played today is fine. But I'm not buying any of this where people say, oh, well, you know, these joint practices, it's much better than a preseason game. No, it's not. No, it's not. Because you're not under game conditions. You're not in the stadium. Okay? There's no re, you know, no redos in a game. Like, okay, let, let's run this back. Let's, uh, let's, let's, let's go goal line, you know, for like, you know, you know five plays. You know, no, it's not that. It, you need game speed. You need game situations. And guys out there trying to, to make a roster here. So, yeah, uh, unfortunate today for Devontae Adams. But, uh, again, you know, not totally surprising that, Guys get hurt in practice. Every NFL team does it, has the joint practices. I always thought it was weird to have the joint practices with the team you're going to you're gonna play in the, yeah. pre, the preseason game. and Because we've seen, how many times have you heard from various training camps around the country where teammates will get into a scuffle? Because, you know, it's hot, you know, you're trying to make a team, you know, and everything, and somebody takes, you know, exception to the way somebody tackled somebody or, you know, Hit in, in oh, it gets little... nasty because you're 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 lined up against the same guy basically for three days in a row, yep. you know, and so it, it gets a little little testy there. And they think, okay, well, 
you know, now we know what they're going to do for the preseason game, that sort of thing. And it, it's funny because I've been to these joint practices before, and it's all friendly in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, the coaches out there, they're buddy-buddy. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this because we don't want to get anybody here. And they're saying all the right things. And then they start playing, and they start going through their drills and that sort of thing. It's still, you know, it's, it's cool. But then they go, okay, 11 on 11, here we go. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it, it starts getting nasty. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, unfortunate uh, for Devontae Adams. Uh, more news coming out of the Raiders camp today as well, too. The Raiders have signed another running back today. Interesting that they chose to sign Damian Williams. Damian Williams, uh, most recently with the Atlanta Falcons last year, except he really didn't play. He played in one game. He had two carries in the one game that he played, and then he got a rib injury, and he was gone for the rest of the year was uh, actually released in December. But you remember Damian Williams for his time in Kansas City. He had a you know, big postseason with the Chiefs going back a few years ago. We rushed for 196 yards and four touchdowns, caught 11 passes for 94 yards and two touchdowns in three games during that postseason for the Chiefs when they uh, went on to beat the San Francisco 49ers a couple of seasons ago. So uh, Damian Williams is now a member of the Raiders. Why? Well, because Josh Jacobs is still unsigned, does not have a contract. Franchise tag is put on him, but Josh Jacobs has still not signed uh, that tender, that contract. So the Raiders are looking at their depth chart right now, and you've got Zamir White, second-year pro out of Georgia, and now you've got Abdir, uh, Amir uh, Abdullah, Spent many years with different teams, specifically a lot with the uh, Detroit Lions a few years back. And then it gets pretty thin back there. So Damian Williams signed. Uh, Josh McDaniel says he's healthy. He's ready to go. And that could actually be a huge plus if Damian Williams is healthy and can contribute to the Raiders. I'm not going to say they're going to make him forget about Josh Jacobs, but this will help Josh Jacobs. It will definitely help Jimmy Garoppolo and this offense. Absolutely, and you you talked about uh, doubling back to the you know the players at the beginning and everything going. I would have liked to seen uh, Shanahan and Garoppolo the first meeting. Do you think they hugged it out? No, no, <laughs> no. Um, you know, back to Williams though. He rushed for fourteen hundred yards, fourteen touchdowns, caught one hundred fifty four passes for twelve hundred yards. And uh, 11 scores in 98 games uh, during his career. So this guy is a he's a proven commodity. There's no doubt. He played for Miami what from 2014 to 2017. Kansas City we talked about from uh, you know those two seasons in 2018, 2019. He was with the Bears in 2021. He was kind of like riding that momentum that he had in Kansas City, and then last year with the Falcons. But really didn't do very much with the Bears. Didn't do very much with the Falcons. So. Where is he at? Is is he a declining, you know, player right now? Uh, because we really haven't heard anybody else, you know, you know, invite him to training camp right. until now. It's a situation that you know we got to get some depth back there, just in case Josh Jacobs pulls the levy on Bell and sits out the season. I mean, do you, as a running back, I think that's the dumbest move you could possibly make because you've got a limited window to start with. And if the league does perceive running backs as plug-and-play, that's even more reason to get the money that you can get now. Whether 
you know, it's not like he's not going to make a, a nice score. You know, we're not talking. He's not working for minimum wage. Ten point one million is that franchise yeah. tag. Ten point one. Take it while you can get it. Yeah, and you saw what Saquon Barkley did. Saquon Barkley says, "Okay, fine. I, I, you know, give me some incentives. Pile on here. Now it, I can make maybe over eleven million dollars, twelve million dollars. You know, with the incentive deal. So here's the deal with Josh Jacobs. It's I get it. You're mad at the organization, but this is where the maturity factor comes into play, and it's not there all the time with him. I hate to say that, but when you are going to send out tweets and they're going to be cryptic tweets and you're taking shots at your employer, that's not cool. It's like you said, you've got a $10 million deal from now until the end of this season, you know, through January. Take the money. And it's like, okay, I'm mad at them. I'm not going to show up at training camp. And I'll show up before week one. You know, if you are going to do that, then do this. Do what Barkley did and say, you know what? I don't want to miss training camp because I know I need training camp. Now, Josh Jacobs maybe thinks he doesn't need it. But you're hurting your teammates. And really, you're not all in. If you're not there from day one at training camp, then that means you're not all in. So how can I trust him, you know, in that locker room or in that huddle or on that field if you're not all in? You say, hey, I'm just showing up because I only think that the regular season games are the most important. Forget about, you know, you know, getting acclimated to the offense, new twists and turns, because your offense isn't the same as last year. Nope. There's always different tweaks, and you have different personnel, different linemen, different guys in that backfield. Heck, you got a different quarterback. You've got to get the time. Commit yourself and be there. People think that running backs, is, you just hand the ball off, and all of a sudden they create a hole. They have to make the reads. They have to the time find everything. Find, yeah, it's you're, if you don't come in until week one, you're not going to be at, at game speed until game three or four. Mm-hmm. Pure and simple. Yeah, no question. And we see it. Time and time again, like I said, you want to be a Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was a little bit different because he was a little bit later on in his career. He felt like, okay, I had proven enough. And when he came back, I mean, again, he was done because he was in the, in the later years of his career. Jacobs, it's like, you know, third season, fourth yeah. season. I mean, come on. This is, this is your time. So what you do, you take the approach that you did last year. Okay, he wanted to renegotiate, threatened to sit out last year, but he still had one year on his deal. Okay, fine. I'm going to prove myself. I did it. Yes, you did it. You proved yourself. And the Raiders didn't come to the table and give you what you want. Okay, but right now, you're getting zero. Exactly. You're getting zero right now. And you coming in just, if you are if you decide to come in uh, week one, you're hurting yourself. You may be, you're going to be more prone to injury. It's a fact. Yep. Right? You're hurting your teammates. And, again, just not a good look. Because if you're going to be there, if you're going to say in my mind, okay, hey, I'll, I'll see you guys, you know, September 5th or something like that. No, be there July 25th. Be there for that. Because okay, fine. That means I'm going to, you know, come in in good faith, saying all the right things. Well, you know, I still like, love my teammates. Is that well, then prove that and be here. Take the 10.1 million. Yeah. Have yourself a year. Your contract's over. Then you go out. And write your own ticket. And, yeah, and he's going to say, well, that's what I did last year. Well, he didn't. But, again, and maybe, again, the Raiders could tag him again, you know, next year. But 
Worst case scenario, that'll even be more the next year. It'll probably be close to $12 million or $13 million. So, yeah, you got money there. Just if commit yourself and be there. All right, we come back. Uh, John Murray's going to join us, the executive director of the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas. We'll talk preseason action. It got underway with two games last night. Got a couple more games uh, tonight and a full slate of games on Saturday. And, of course, Raiders, Niners on Sunday. We'll talk about that. Major League Baseball and more right here. T.C. Martin Show here on a fabulous Friday at the Westgate. This is Showtime Sean Porter. You know I'm tuning in to the T.C. Martin Show. Back here this fabulous Friday inside the world-famous Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. Week one of the NFL preseason got underway last night. More action tonight, tomorrow, and, of course, Raiders and the 49ers. They will uh, wrap it up on Sunday. One o'clock kickoff at Allegiant Stadium, the only uh, preseason home game for the Raiders. So looking forward to being out there, checking everything out. And, Again, Raiders and the Niners in a joint practice uh, today. Their Intermountain uh, Healthcare facility. Devontae Adams goes down with an injury. He will not play on Sunday. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo already was not going to play, so continue to monitor that. And as we get more news about uh, Adams' injury, we will uh, let you know. But nothing malicious. Bang, bang, play. And, uh, again, we will keep you updated with that. John Murray joins us, executive director here at the Superbook. John, what's happening? It's ready for football season, man. You yeah. know, Del Mar is over. <laughs> now we have to work all season so we can go back to Del Mar. You pretty much have to work like nine months of the year to be able to afford a few days in Del Mar, Marco. <laughs> this is true. I mean, this that's is pretty true. much that's how it goes. So now we got a, like they, they had a, a bucket of beer special. So my waiter told us when we sat down. Yeah, yeah, give us a few of those. The buckets were 60 bucks. <laughs> I got the bill at the end of it. I go, this can't be right. <laughs> what kind of beer was this? Pacifico. How many beers are in there? Six. Six, Six beers. So Do the math, Marco. Because I got ten, all these buckets. Bucks and I'm, of like, beer. I'm like, these are all $60? That was your deal? I should have asked. <laughs> you know? I should have well, asked. Did you, did you get one of the... Uh, um, the steak sandwiches that they have down there, you know, right? Yeah. The, the, no, that, the, at that one bar on the, yeah. on the ground level. Yes. Yeah. You know, I didn't this year. Yeah. I dropped. I mean, I, I screwed that up. Yeah. I had one that's, of one my go, that's one of my go-tos. No, that place is great. Yeah. I know exactly the bar you're talking about. <laughs> like uh, kind of near the paddock area. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Off, got, to, like, off to the right. Yes. They've, got, like, yes. Two, yeah. they've got like two choices. They're both great. Mm. <laughs> I forgot about that place. Yeah. Man, I screwed that up. Okay. No Next problem. Next year. So Next year. Uh, from a betting perspective, uh, how'd you do? Did you cast some no, tickets? No, no. We, did we didn't do well. Yeah. <laughs> from a betting perspective, one of my buddies got back to the hotel after Saturday and he balled up his ticket and threw it at another one of our friends and said, nice pick. Okay, that, so That's how it went. So 60 bucks for a bucket yeah. of beer. Yeah. Uh, you, you mess up the food there. You don't, yeah, you don't hit very many tickets. No. Uh, you stay a real expensive hotel. Very. Yeah, but, but you have the time of your life. Oh, we had a blast. <laughs> I look forward to that trip all year. Uh, we had a whole bunch of guys out there. We played Delmar Country Club. Yeah. Uh, had some nice dinners. That had to set you back there, too. I had an, I had a connection there. Oh, nice. So nice. no, no, it didn't. You know about that TC. Yeah. I do, but yeah. I don't know if everybody else no, does. No, no, I got that. That was a lucky one. That's nice. Uh, in a lot of ways, it was better because the previous year we played Tory Pines, mm. but we had to pay, and that was awesome. But that was really expensive. Yeah. So the, the country club that was a great setup. Uh, I mean, we lost. We did so bad at the track, but <laughs> who cares? I mean, we had, we had such a good time. Petco Park. 
The yeah, I went to, uh, went to Sunday Night Baseball, uh, Dodgers, Padres. Oh, yeah, I was watching that yeah. while I was, uh, that was eating that was in fun. New York. I was watching Dodgers Except you own the Padres yeah. again. It's, yeah. it's, it's tough, though. Cause that was like the 6-1 game, 6-2 game, something like uh, that. Yeah, 6-2. Yeah, six to two, I, yeah. Six, I was watching two, that. Maybe. Yeah, because yeah, Freddie Freeman had a three-run homer in the second inning to make it 6 to nothing, and it was just kind of like, well, the game's over. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, but it was still a fun time. Still so fun. speaking of that, um, I go to the Yankees Astros game on Saturday. In, 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 Who pitched? In, 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 in <laughs> <laughs> Verlander was pitching, right? And so a lot of hype with that, right? So I go to the game, and final score was three to one. The Astros got one hit. Jose Altuve hit a homer. That was it. I go to a game, and the team that I'm rooting for got one hit. Yeah. There's nothing worse than that. That is boring. You know, it was. But it, the, hey, the beautiful Yankees, day, the Yankee Yankees Stadium, won? you know. The only thing worse than yeah. that is I guess they got to win occasionally. Bet on them. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah. they split that series. What did you say? I said the only thing worse is if you bet the game, too. Yeah, which I did. <laughs> Thank you. You're really giving it to me today. I called Marco and said, hey, man, you know, I can't bet here in New York. You want to, you know, a little entertainment purposes, yeah, uh, yeah, of course. You. you know how it is. Yeah. But anyway, back to what uh, I was going with. I was eating while I was watching the game that you were at. And I don't know how often you guys go back east and stuff like that. But it was really weird because... It's like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm in this this restaurant, bar area, having sure. a great meal. And there's all the sunshine that I'm watching, the, you know, the Sunday night baseball game <laughs> where John's at. You know, and I'm going, like, this is weird. It's like, you know, pitch black, 10 o'clock at night, and it's the sun is still out there in San Diego. It's the worst. I mean, we're, we're both from the East Coast time zone. Yeah. I, I go back to visit my mom in Virginia, and it's like 6.15, and the Nationals game is like an hour away from starting. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I'm, I'm about to fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the East Coast is the, it's the worst uh, for sports. Yeah. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the preseason uh, action last night. I don't, I don't know if you were involved or I not, wasn't Marco, involved last in any night. Games last night. Okay. So uh, the Minnesota uh, Seattle game. Okay, went went back and forth, I guess. Right. That was a decent uh, game. Yeah. The Houston game. New, Bl- Engle- New England didn't show up. Didn't look good. Houston. For three and a half, uh, I know our, our buddy Scott Spritzer was on that one. Yes, I, John, did you see any sharp money at all in either one of those oh, games? Oh yeah, last night? they bet Houston. I mean, yeah. you know the the sharp the sharp guys do very well in the preseason. And we took a we took a not a lot, but we took some money on Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight they're on Marco's team. Yeah, Marco's so, on, on them too. But I I hate that everybody in the world is on them. But it, it's the scenario that when you're looking in preseason, you want a coach that does try to win. And you want the advantage in the quarterback rotation. The Steelers in preseason, and Tomlin said, if you're healthy, you're playing. So Pickett's going to see starts. He's going to have a couple series. Then you're going to get Trubisky, and then you're going to get Mason Rudolph. you got three you know, guys that have started in the NFL. And Rudolph will be the last one in. And when he's in there... He knows the system the best. He's been in it the longest, and then he's going to be facing third, you know, third sure. string players. And that on the flip sense. side, to Tampa, you got Baker Mayfield trying to learn his third offense in three years. You know, mm-hmm. so there's going to be growing pains there, and he's not going to. And how long are they going to go with him? And then you're going to get you know Trask in there for some period. Now I know they've already said next week they're flip flopping Baker and Trask as far as who starts. So are they are they considering Trask to be their Starting quarterback for the real game. Right now, they're saying that the, it's an open competition. Yeah, I mean, you got to look at quarterback rotation. I think that's the key, right? When you're handicapping, you know, preseason football, and if you can have two or three guys that have set, uh, spent significant time, I mean, 
that's that's it. I think you know Baltimore is in a, in a similar situation. You know, first of all, Harbaugh we know doesn't like to lose. Mm-hmm. There, you guys jack up the line, or not you guys, but everyone you know kind of does here. Uh, but then again, you know, if you have no Lamar Jackson, you still got a couple guys that have started meaningful games during the regular right. season. You got Tyler Huntley and then Josh Johnson as well too. So. You know, what's the situation with Baltimore? Have you moved that line up? I know it was four, and I think well, yeah. I even saw six. We were as high as six, but we had some sharp money coming the other way. Okay. Coming on Philadelphia. I mean, I know that, look, that's the trend. Everybody bets Baltimore and Baltimore money line. They never lose preseason games, but I guess there was finally some resistance. They took six. They took, I think, five or five and a half, and then they cut our number down. But that, that was the one this weekend that I think we saw the most sharp money on, though, was, was Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point, you've, you've adjusted it so much to the point that they're overvalued, and, and you've got the Sharps that might not necessarily just like the you know the team. They like the value in the points, and, and they're going to come in and make, make that play. Six points is a lot of points in preseason football. Well, I know it is, and Philadelphia's got one of the deepest rosters in the NFL, uh, I think, maybe the deepest roster yeah. in the NFL. So it makes sense. The other thing to look for in preseason when you're looking at you know games that teams that have a quarterback that can run, you know, in the second half, you know, with the backup quarterback, you get plays that break down. And he's going to take off and run, trying you know, trying to impress. And you can get a cheap you know a cheap score that way with with a quarterback on a misdirection play or a play that just breaks down. Mm-hmm. Again, you're looking at the rosters and trying to figure out the coach's mind, and then the coaches say what they want to say, and then they get caught up in a moment of a game, and you know, and things change. You know, you get uh, that number three, three, three and a half is usually there in just about every one of these games, and it's not necessarily the home team that that is a favorite. If you look at the Buffalo um, game this week, where they're get they're a home dog against Indianapolis, does that surprise you guys at all a little bit? Because are, are, I mean, Anthony Richardson, okay, I'm still not, not sold on him mm-hmm. uh, that uh, he's going to be any good, period. But these are the Indianapolis, Indianapolis Colts who were god-awful last year. I understand Buffalo is not going to you know, throw out Josh Allen, this and that. But still, I mean, Indianapolis, a three-and-a-half-point favorite over Buffalo that has some pretty good depth, and those guys are going to see time. They're going to see time, but the problem with it, you know, when you look at the Indianapolis, we know what went, what happened there last year. That was a, a roster that was much better than the re- their record indicated. So oh, yeah. that's a team, if there's one team that could end up surprising in that very weak division, if Richardson connects in, you know, the learning pain, the growing pains aren't immense, this is a team that, that can float around 500. But that roster is not any good, and then you factor in the Jonathan Taylor drama that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you when you handicap quarterbacks in in backfields right. in this, I mean, okay, Sam Ellinger, Gardner Minshew, Anthony Richardson. I mean, all three of these guys stink. You know, now Greg Minshew had some time. His, he's had his I, I understand Ellinger. I mean, same thing. And then you look at the running you know, back by committee here. I mean, with no Jonathan Taylor, you got Kenyon Drake, Jake Funk, Jason Hunley, Dion uh, Dion Jackson. Not even going to play. Taylor's obviously out. So I don't know. I'm not big preseason better, but I look at Buffalo. I'm just thinking like, hey, a little home doggy there. And I think there, there's too much stock 
that is being put into Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to severely disappoint a lot of people if they're going to give him the, the keys to the car once the regular season starts. John, I think it's pre- more about, I'm sorry, Mark. No, I think it's ahead. more no. about they've got a new coaching staff. They've got all these young players. The Bills don't care at all about the preseason. <laughs> Sean McDermott doesn't care about the preseason. Do the Colts care? Maybe. We'll find out, I yeah. guess. I'm not so sure about Richardson. I think he might surprise some people. Okay. And the Colts were a wise guy darling last season. I know you remember that. Uh-huh, yes, they were a team. That the, the wise guys seemed to be on I jumped on, on that train a couple times. Just about one, every week. Hmm. Just about every week, the, Col- the Colts were getting money from sharp guys. Hmm. Obviously, a disastrous season, though. Yeah. I did talk- cash when they beat Kansas City. That was it, yeah. hard, As bad as that season was last year, they managed to be hmm. one of the few teams to beat KC. John, I just wanted to ask you one quick question with preseason. And it's something... A good point for the listeners. Do you find in preseason football that your sharper players, if you're dealing with a point spread of one and a half to two and a half, they're going money line rather than the we, point spread? Uh, yeah, we do get we do get that because it, three is not really a key exactly. number in the preseason. That's that's a hard thing to train right. your new guys on because the coaches don't want to tie. Right. So they're they're not going to play to three, and it's hard to it's hard to like get our younger guys to understand that. Like, we'll yell at them if they go to, like, 320 mm-hmm. or, or 320, which we do all the time right. during the regular season. Mm-hmm. We're like, no, 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 this is a preseason game. Three is not a key number here. Right. So, yeah, you will see that. You'll see them yeah. laying, like, $1.40. Because they're not going to kick the extra point to tie yeah. a game. They're going to go for two. Yeah. It's going to land at one well, a lot of times. Not only that, but you get all kinds of uh, unconventional play calling here where they'll say, hey, we need to work on our two-point play just out of the blue. Like, Let's go yeah. for two after the first score, maybe the second score. So there's was, no uh, rhyme or reason. What if I told you I was at a preseason game many years ago? They used to call the team the Redskins. Now <laughs> they have a new name now. And they, they were playing Carolina. And John Fox, they, they ran several plays. They threw, they threw into field goal range. John Fox called timeout, brought the field goal unit out there. They kicked the field goal to force overtime. And everybody was sitting in the stands like, what the hell is this idiot doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a preseason game. Yeah. And then we watched overtime, and then we left. Yeah. That was, that was a long time ago. That right. was back when they were known as the Redskins. That's a yeah. long, long time well, ago. You are a Washington fan, and oh, yeah. you, you said, you know, idiot or whatever there. Uh, yeah. What do you think of what's going on in Washington this week with uh, Rivera and the and Benemy? Or, oh, yeah. Or well, Benemy, well yeah. I, think, I think Ron Rivera is probably on his way out the door. Um, the writing's kind of on the wall there. I mean, look, for one thing, you've got a new ownership group. The new ownership group is going to want to bring in their own guy. And now they've given this huge contract to an offensive coordinator. I, I, I think this is going to be Rivera's last stand. Because that division is really good. Mm-hmm. And there's really nowhere for the football team to go. So I don't know that Biennemi can coach at all, by the way. We don't really know that. He might be great. I couldn't understand him leaving Kansas City for the same position yeah. In, you know, if, if in Washington, well, it have, doesn't make if, sense. If you've got Mahomes and Andy Reid as the play caller, yeah. I mean, you might just be standing there with a clipboard in your hands for all we know. Well, here's the deal. He has been wanting a head coaching job for a long time. Okay, you know, to John's point, he's going to get more money to go be an offensive coordinator in Washington. Kind of, you know, hey, this is going to be a challenge. The only way that I'm going to be able to get a head coaching job is kind of maybe prove myself at this outpost. And Ron Rivera, if he goes, I could be the next man up. And in his mind, I think he's thinking it's going to be hard for them to say no to me after I had all these interviews 
I'm African American. I, you know, I, I, I should be the next guy, and they're paying me, you know, enough. He's probably the, the highest paid offensive coordinator. I think you factor all that in. Now, here's the thing that I got. He comes in here and he's playing hard nosed coach and this and that, which I have no problem with. But what do you hear? Players saying, well, man, he's kind of hard on us because we're not used to this because the last OC, you know, was not that way at all. Now you put Rivera in a situation like, well, I just told the guys, and this is like the quote, you know, I'm paraphrasing here. He says, I told the guys, they came up and this Rivera saying, they, you know, they're complaining about the guy. Well, go have a talk with, you know, Coach Bienemy. Go talk with him. You know, yeah. work, work it out. Work it out. And now he's putting his foot in his mouth, and now he's apologizing. And so now you have chaos. You haven't even played one preseason game yet. But this is probably the reason why, in my opinion, that Biennemi has not got a head coaching job is because he probably comes in these interviews and says, hey, man, this is the way we're going to do it. It's my way or the highway. And players are soft these days, this and that. And ownership and, and presidents are going, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, <laughs> you know this guy's going to you know, run our own guys off. So I, that's uh, what I'm thinking. I, say, I think he hasn't gotten it because of, I'll give you two names, Mike McCoy and Adam Gaze. Yeah. They were both the OCs when Manning was basically the OC for the Broncos. <laughs> right. And they both got head coaching jobs, and they both did terrible. Mm-hmm. And it just you just don't know. It's nothing. Biennemi might be great, but I don't know that he's proven anything being the offensive coordinator for Patrick Mahomes. I don't. Mm-hmm. To me, that means nothing. But which OC has proven anything? That's what gets me. Well, it's hire the hot it, offensive coordinator. I think or it's got to be some hot defensive coordinator. North Turner is hey, the poster oh, child for. Well, you got to go down the be, list. Yeah. You got to at least be the play caller. I mean, my understanding, he wasn't even calling the plays in Kansas City. No. Yeah. And he's got the best player in the league as the QB. Right. I mean, at least be the play caller if you want any. I mean, like Mike McDaniel's, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, and those guys were calling the plays. This offense has been pathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been in the bottom third of the NFL since 2017. The football team? The football team. <laughs> the, they're called the commanders now. You know that. Well, for now they are. Yeah, right. That's going to change. Yeah. Hey, there, there's even rumbling saying that once Snyder gets out, that they actually could go back to the Redskins. Well, I, I've said this before to friends of mine back in the East Coast. If they wanted to win back the fan base, mm-hmm. number one was to get rid of Dan Snyder, yeah. which they did do. Next, what they need to do is tank the season and draft local boy Caleb Williams, who's a D.C. boy. He went to my high school. He's a legend there. Just tank out and then announce, hey, we're changing the name back to the Redskins. There you go. If they got rid of Snyder and they got Caleb Williams to play quarterback and they went back to the Redskins and that helmet that we all love, (laughs) the fan base, I mean, it would be like the 1980s again. And they'd come out and they'd support the team a million they percent. They would. They would. And again, oh, I know they would. I talk about it all the time. I've got a couple of close friends of mine who played on those legendary Redskin teams, and they said it, it. They still wanted to be called the Redskins, and they go, "Listen, it was never derogatory. We took pride in that. We took pride. It was. It was. It was a prideful thing." And, you know, so for people to take it in that opposite direction, they really don't truly understand the culture of back there. And and what and what that team was founded on and everything, and maybe the best helmet in the NFL, certainly one of them. I think I think the Steelers have a great helmet, oh, but the Redskins had a great helmet. You don't, you don't, you don't like that that green and gold G? I mean, come no, on, that's now. a good that's, one too. That's iconic, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, green Bay's got a really yeah. good one yeah. for sure. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm with you. Redskins man. one. I think the yeah. Redskins old helmet, and then I liked the Patriot Pat. Uh, yes. Patriots helmet, three point and stance. The yeah. And the Oilers had a great helmet. They did, absolutely. Great helmet. Yeah, 
But I thought the Redskins helmet was awesome. How did you feel about the Redskins when they would kind of go back and forth when they had the the yellow or gold, I guess, you know, with the R, but then they would have the, the spear or something I, I like that like with it. the burgundy. I didn't like that yeah. look. They, they, uh, they, uh, they wore that a lot during one of the early year, uh, Snyder years because they were celebrating the 70th anniversary of the team. Because they that yeah. was their yes. helmet from way back when. And so. I, I didn't like it. I always yeah. thought that the, the, the helmet they wore in the 80s. The R? No, the, the 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 Native American, the the one they wore in the in the eighties. Okay, well, I mean, but yeah, but it had an R on there and it had the feathers coming out. Is that they we're were. talking about the same one? No, 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 I'm no it's about different. The, one. the the one that the most commonly known one, the one okay. that the, the yeah. one that they wore all the time. All right. I thought it was one of the best helmets in the league. Yeah. And now their helmet sucks. <laughs> I'm and not a I'm not a fan of the teams in season with the different uniforms. You know, oh, it, it's just in they'll have three different three or four different hats during the course yeah. of year. It, I mean, again, it's the NFL money-making merchandise, sell but, everything we but can. The but the uniforms are getting worse. Like, yeah. look at look at how much better. I, I grew up a big Redskins fan, so I hated these teams. Look at how much better the Eagles, Kelly Green, that's a, or the Giants. Yeah. The Giants with Giants spelled out on the helmet, yes. like the Lawrence Taylor yeah. in that giant blue. That's a great look. Yeah. The they, worst uniform of all time, though, was the Bumblebee Steeler. Well, yeah, oh, but those were all oh, those were alternate jerseys or the old school look. throwback that they would wear, like you know, prison break. Yeah, yeah. fifty oh, years chain ago. Chain gang. <laughs> you think that's the worst of all time? That's pretty bad. I and I'm a Steeler fan, so you know, I didn't, I cringed when they came out with those. Yeah. It's like when the Knights come out with the golden uh, helmets. Oh, yeah, right, right, I hate right, those. right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I don't like right. that either. Yeah. All right, before we let you go, John. Talk a little bit about the sign-ups with the uh, yeah. Super Contest and the Super Contest Gold. The Super Contest, $1,000 entry. Mm-hmm. You pick five five games against the spread each week. That's pretty tough. Mm-hmm. All 18 weeks. we got 11 in-season contests. So three six-week contests, six three-week contests, two nine-week contests. And then the Super Contest Gold, 5K buy-in, winner takes all. Uh, to me, it's, it's the truest test. Oh, yeah. The truest handicapping test in town. And you actually have a chance to win. Because there's going to be probably like 100 to 150 people in it. Right. You can win. You got to lay out five grand, and I would imagine it'd be pretty discouraging if you went one and four that first week. <laughs> but uh, that—that's the one the big boys get in. Right. You know, a lot of our wise guys, some right. of our wise guys from around the country, they come, like guys that have counseled us in Colorado and Arizona and New Jersey. Mm. They come in one time. They sign up for the Super Contest Gold. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's a great contest too. Just think, if you didn't go to Del Mar, you probably could have entered that. Well, I, I'm going to be. I, go, I get him like every contest. Yeah, yeah. I think Marco knows that. He's a contest guy. Like I, I'll, yeah. I'll be in all, like the Survivor ones, yeah. and Last Man Standing. I get in all of them. I love it. It's a fun time to be in Vegas. Oh, somebody should. Somebody yeah. should prevent me from entering the college contest. Yeah. Because I looked at my results the last two or three years, and I was like, Why am I doing this? <laughs> like, hey. Stop me from doing it. Everybody's zero and zero. You know, come here in a couple of weeks, brother. Start over again. You never. You, you might get hot. That's the way we all have to look at it. The fun part of these contests like this is, even for the casual better, he can you know plop down you know his thousand dollars and he's got action for the for the whole year. Yes. And unlike some of the other contests in town, you've got eleven yeah. subsets. Exactly. So, so you, you always ways have to a win here. here at the Westgate at the, at the Superbook, no question. For sure. John, we appreciate it. Glad you're back and everything, man. And look forward to talking with you every week here as we get ready to to start uh, the regular season a few weeks from now and uh, preseason week number one. 
Utah. I'm not that glad to be back. I'd rather be at Del Mar. I understand, man. Uh, so, so would I. You know, it's all good. <laughs> can we do a live remote from Del Mar? Can, why don't you guys just move there? You ever think about that? You know, you can, you can probably do your jobs from via Zoom. I have about thought about that. doing that, yeah. and uh, I can't afford it. Yeah, yeah California is too much. <laughs> Appreciate you, brother. All right, John Murray, come on over here to the Westgate. Check it all out. Of course, great food options, but get signed up for the Super Contest. $1,000 entry fee you have till September 9th to do that. Same thing with the Super Contest goal. We come back, we're going to talk more Raiders and Niners. The game on Sunday, Las Vegas Aces back in action tonight. The champs, 25-3. and They take on the Washington Mystics, starting a five-game homestand. We'll hit that and a whole lot more coming your way. The T.C. Martin Show live from the Westgate, Las Vegas. This is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love stop. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. T.C. Martin. To Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. T.C. Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana. Bay Bay Williams. Boom. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now in. Uh, Aces back in action tonight. The beginning of a five-game homestand. Returning from New York and Dallas where they split. Aces 25-3, and three, taking on the Washington Mystics tonight. Marco D'Angelo is going to be there. I'll be there. Looking forward to it. Five-game homestand, including the Commissioner's Cup between the Liberty and the Aces, the top two teams in the league. And uh, that's a half-a-million-dollar game when it's all said and done. Players get a chance to get thirty grand a piece in their own pocket. And uh, looking forward to that on Tuesday night at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Tonight's game, 7 o'clock at Mandalay Bay, the Michelob Ultra Arena. So get out there for that. And then the Commissioner's Cup early start, uh, 5 o'clock game uh, on Tuesday. And then the Liberty, they stay in town, and uh, the Aces will play them on Thursday. So we're going to get a true test to see what happens on Tuesday and Thursday night with the Aces and the Liberty, which many of us think that that is going to be the WNBA Finals. Let's don't count out Connecticut just yet, but um, the Liberty did get the Aces back with a resounding 40-point win going back a week ago last Sunday, but nice bounce back by the Aces as they won on Tuesday in Dallas, where they were up themselves by 41 points. Final score, 104-84. to And again, the Aces 25-3, and best record in the WNBA, and on a you know, historic pace here where they're trying to eclipse the best record by the Houston Comets in the history of the WNBA going back to 1998 where the Comets uh, finished that season 27-3. and So I think the Aces are going to get it done because there was only 30 games, so they're going to eclipse the win mark, but 
will they have less, you know, than four losses? That would yeah. be interesting. Playing New York back-to-back, it's going to be tough winning both games. Mm-hmm. Now the Commissioner's Cup takes a whole new light after what happened last Sunday in yes. New York. Not only did they get a beat down, but it got a little chippy in that game. I mean, there were some hard fouls in that game. And, you know, it's, it's good for a rivalry, East Coast versus the West Coast. They're the two best teams this year. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch that Tuesday night game for the, the Commissioner's Cup. Now, my question to you, I watched the game last week, and I watched it to the end. It, it was ugly. You, know, you have those type of games every once in a while. For you as a play-by-play guy, how hard is it to be on the wrong side of a 40-point game You know, and calling it? Yeah, it, it is difficult because you know I found myself, um, you know, lacking that emotion that in and it was a tale of two halves because in the first half, the Aces, you know, had the lead. I believe we had four lead changes. They led at the end of the first quarter. Uh, second quarter, they got outscored and they ended up uh, they were down five at halftime. So got ourselves a good game. So I felt that. My energy was there, and then when the third quarter came, and then this monster run came by the Liberty, where the Aces, you know, got outscored, you know, thirty to seven. Uh, it's like wow, uh, and then it was more of the same. So they got outscored fifty to seventeen in the second half. So yeah, it's um, you just try to uh, stay true to you know what you're doing and just describe the action. But I found myself. Uh, on Tuesday night, as the Aces were blowing out Dallas, that that was maybe even a little bit more difficult because even though the Aces were were were, were blowing them out, you don't want to, you know, kind of get too crazy and too hype because you know, oh, now they're up by forty, this and that. So I found myself kind of going into like a baseball announcer, going into storytelling mode, you know, in in those type of things. So you're right. I had back-to-back games where one were down 40, and then the other game were up 40. <laughs> and, yeah, it's it, it's different. And it goes to my saying, how many times have I said it on your show, TC, no team is ever as good as their best performance oh, yeah. or are they as bad as their worst performance. We saw both ends of that on Sunday with the Liberty playing, you know, their best game of the season, no question about yeah. it. And I said it to you when we were in studio uh, or no, actually, I was in studio with Chris on Monday. You were still on the road. I took notice to the fact that the Liberty didn't empty the bench till oh, yeah. four or five minutes left in the game. Oh yeah, and that game was decided at the end of the third quarter. Yeah. You know, before the end of the no, third it quarter. was even uh, longer than that, Marco. Because I think Brianna Stewart went to the bench with about two and a half or three minutes to go. Yeah, and I, and I said to Chris, I says, you know. Becky is going to remember that, but you know the Aces have been blowing everybody out, so they got a they got a taste of their own medicine. But at least Becky does empty the bench. Sometimes, to my dismay, a little too early with certain type of wagers. And I like the other night when they had the yeah. beat down. You know, I played over on the team total ninety three and a half. Yeah. Now they ended up going way over it. They were on pace to blow by it, and then the Aces as they do so often they had the big lead and Becky starts managing minutes and there was people on the floor that couldn't score. Yeah. 
And, and it's not so much you're managing minutes. What you're doing is you're trying to prevent injury. And especially in that Dallas game where Asia Wilson, uh, she got hurt during the course of the game. Chelsea Gray got hurt as well, too. And so you just don't want them out there to get hurt. But the thing is with the Aces, you're pretty much going to get a majority of those starters to play almost the entire game because you've got to remember they only have a roster right now of 10 and Elena Coates just joined the team, so it's really more of a roster of nine. And um, Kayla George doesn't play too much, so that's really a roster of eight. So you're getting the aces to, you know, it's not like, okay, you know, we're, we're subbing our entire starting five out and then five new are in. They just don't have the luxury to do that. I mean, you know, Sydney Colson rarely plays. So now your roster of seven, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you got Alicia Clark coming off the bench. And you've got Kirsten Bell. So now when the starting five are completely out and you got that, but you just don't have that for a majority of the game. A lot of times you only get it for maybe the final minute or minute and a half because Becky knows that they are void of scoring with, you know, people basically, you know, with eight, nine, and ten on the floor. So what you saw in the game on, well, both games actually, New York and Dallas, that you would see like Chelsea Gray on the court at the end of the game or maybe Jack Young and then with three bench players that don't get much time at all. So you see a little bit of that, but it's not as rampant as what a lot of people think like, okay, well, now they're emptying the bench and you're getting an entire fourth quarter. You're, you're not really getting that you know, with the Aces because they can't afford to do that because they don't have enough healthy bodies right now. They don't, but you also have to prepare yourself for the, the postseason. So getting those players experience when in case they're called upon, you know, for sizable minutes. If somebody gets hurt, somebody gets into foul trouble. Yeah. But you also have, you know, we joke about it in the NBA all the time, load management. The Aces have a tough schedule coming up here. Yeah. This is four games in seven days, and two of them being major games, the back-to-back with the Liberty. You know, and you're going to have so much emotion on Tuesday night because, as you said, they're getting to play for – Five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, which, you know, thirty thousand to an NBA player, they they drop that at a club here, and you know, on a Saturday night, you know, with table service, that's nothing. But for the girl for the WNBA, that is significant. So you've got that working, and then it's the two best teams, mm-hmm. which is what you want in a go, you know, the Commissioner's Cup. But then you got the revenge from Sunday, and it comes so quick. You know, you don't have to wait till like we meet in the playoffs. Yeah. You got a chance to just, you know, like get in the gargle, rinse and get that bad taste out of your mouth. Right. And that's that's why I'm looking forward to the Tuesday game more so than the game after it. Of when course, they play two days. Of course, later. and again, I mean, it is you know, it's the next best thing to the finals. Okay, it's Commissioner's Cup game, and there's a trophy that goes with that. There's an MVP that goes with that. There's a banner that gets hung up in your arena with that. So, and the Aces won last year. The defending Commissioner Cup champions, they went on the road and they beat Chicago last year because Chicago had the the better record, um, you know, during the first half of the season. So, yeah, it, it's going to be lit. It's going to be. They're going to be fired up. And again, they were fired up when they went to Dallas because that's what this team is. And I've seen the Liberty not come to play a, a lot of these games. Uh, they are notorious for starting off slow. They are notorious for coming back and overcoming double-digit deficits at home to win against lesser teams. But that last Sunday in New York, 
It was circled on their calendar. Mm-hmm. They were ready. The I was impressed with the way they played defense. They played tenacious defense, and they were on a mission basically to shut the aces down, especially the guard play. Chelsea Gray was picked up at, 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 at uh, full court. You know, she was pressured the entire time, and so was Kelsey Plum, and so was Asia Wilson. They were doing a great job of doubling her, and so you knew on Tuesday that the Aces were going to, even though that they should beat Dallas, one of their losses was to mm-hmm. Dallas. So that was a great spot. Even though it was, the number was 8.5 on the road, they took care of that. They scored the first 16 points of the game. It was 16 to nothing in that game. So they're they- going to bring that same intensity coming up on Tuesday as well for all the reasons that you said. But uh, this, this game means a lot, and it is a statement game, and they're not downplaying it at all. Yeah. Not only did they start the game 16-0, but later in the game they had another 14-0 run. Yeah, during the stretch of the game, you have you you have stretches like that. You know, not many teams are going to be able to yeah, you know, compete what, with you. That's and what that's, got the lead up to 41. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're just when they run the floor in some of the the passes from end to end when somebody's broken in front of the pack and it's like you know we're running a post pattern <laughs> with touchdown football, pass right? yeah in right. uh, they're they're amazing the way they do that and you saw a different intensity on Tuesday and like i said i i didn't want to lay the eight and a half although that was a very safe bet i knew that becky would have them going up and down the court you know after what happened on sunday and being held to 60 yeah. support i mean that's they pride them. I mean, they're the highest-scoring team in the league. You know, I mean, there's a reason for it. They're so efficient. And they got embarrassed on both ends of the court, mm-hmm. uh, defensively and offensively. So you got a maximum effort. Now, tonight, I think, some, you know, they're not going to lose tonight, but you're, you're laying a big number with a team that has got bigger fish to fry in the coming days. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you, and they're back on Sunday too. Who do they play Sunday? Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, that's another. That's a playoff team as well too. So they're they're in a tough stretch, you know, right now. Uh, the Washington team, they're going to be missing three starters. Elena Deladon um, is not playing. Ariel Atkins isn't playing. So you know, they they're, they're going to be a shell of themselves. But bases will not take this game lightly. A lot of people think, oh, they'll look ahead. Um, I'll tell you what Becky Hammond is looking ahead to, and that is tomorrow she is uh, being inducted into the uh, the Basketball Hall of Fame, which is pretty cool uh, for her to be inducted. So her travel schedule is going to be a little bit crazy. I don't know if she's doing a late-night flight or I think, you know, first thing tomorrow morning, but uh, uh, pretty cool there that uh, Becky Hammond will is going into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Would you say... She's going to be the first NBA female NBA coach. I think eventually, yes, yeah, eventually. And again, uh, it'll be on on her schedule, her time frame, when she wants to do it. And you know, yes, she was up for the Toronto Raptors job. Um, it was kind of a mutual agreement where you know she felt, hey, I got a great situation here, uh, unless the offer blows me away and that team is fantastic there in Toronto. Um, so, yeah, they had a, a second round of conversations about it, and uh, she decided, you know, it's, I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. But that door will continue to, to, you know, get knocked on, and people will come after her. But I think it's very important, you know, her and I talked about this, you don't want to take a bad job just to take the sake of a job. And I think that's what happens so much, you know, because most of the jobs that are open in all sports – are 
teams that have failed miserably and they're bad jobs. We see it in college. We see it in, in, in the pro ranks. They want to be careful of what job that you that you actually sign on to take because uh, you could be signing up for a huge pay raise, but it could be short term because if you're taking over a bad team and a bad organization, you guys aren't the whole organization is on the same page. Uh, that could be short lived for you, and then now what happens? Now you go backwards. So it's tough for for coaches to to determine like, okay, what is a good fit for me? What's a good job? Where can I you know win at? I know where it would be. Curious if that would happen. He's got to retire sometime. San Antonio. Yeah. And I think that that conversation is is taking place. And especially now when you just had the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. So now you're you're building for the future. And we know for many, many years San Antonio was an old team. And then the Spurs got younger and they haven't been that good. So, But there's a good organization in place. So I think that's what... It, a lot of people are thinking, and, and I'm not going to speak for Becky, but in her mind, you know, she she would never even bring that up, or she wouldn't even answer any questions like that because she has too much respect for Greg Popovich and that organization. So, you know, those conversations are mute; they don't even need to happen. But it's it's cool for speculation from you know fans, listeners, people like that to say, hey, you know that you know could that happen? Well, sure. I mean, it could happen, but that's not in the horizon, you know, right now. So. All right, look forward to the Aces tonight again. Tip it off at 7 o'clock and uh, 6.30 with the pregame show uh, down the dial here on the radio or get out there uh, and join us uh, tonight at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Uh, Five-game homestand, five games in the next nine days. So this is a great opportunity um, for you to see the Aces if you haven't. And if you have, then you know you're excited about it. Only uh, a couple home games left after this as well. And then we got a four-game East Coast road trip uh, that's going to take place, and that's going to be kind of tough. And that's another visit against the Liberty. <laughs> so we be playing the Liberty three times here in the next uh, twelve days. <laughs> Pretty crazy, huh? They throw in the other meet, the, the meeting in New York from last week. It's, it's going to be four times in two weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Uh, we mentioned uh, earlier in the show that uh, Bears repeating that the. Uh, Raiders and the 49ers got together in a joint practice today uh, here at the Raiders uh, training facility. The two teams are getting ready to face each other on Sunday. We'll talk about that and handicap that uh, a little bit for you. But Devontae Adams was injured today. The Raiders uh, star wide receiver. He limped off the field after receiving a big hit. It was a a clean hit. It was a clean play. Uh, Josh McDaniels uh, addressed Josh McDaniels addressed the situation after practice today after the joint practice and he says I don't think it was a crazy it was a it was a crazy serious injury it was just a kind of a bang bang play that happened totally clean on both sides so Devonta Adams did limp off the field went to the locker room and he will not play on Sunday as the Raiders take on the Niners in their first preseason game and their only preseason game at Allegiant Stadium you know for uh, this season uh, the Raiders did make another signing uh, today. They signed Damian Williams, uh, running back. He played one game last year with the Atlanta Falcons uh, because he got hurt. 
He only had two carries. He got injured on the on the second uh, carry. Had a rib injury. He was released by the Falcons back in December. And you probably remember Damian Williams for his time with the Kansas City Chiefs. He had two very productive seasons with them. He was basically that second or third string running back, but he got an occasional start now and then. But uh, in 2019 with the Chiefs, uh, he was pretty pretty darn good. Uh, as we know, you know, rushing for 196 yards, four touchdowns, caught 11 passes for 94 yards and two touchdowns in three games with them during that postseason run. And he really stood out in that Super Bowl with 104 yards and one touchdown, 17 carries, four receptions for 29 yards, and uh, another touchdown as Kansas City beat San Francisco. And I remember there were people thinking that, hey, he could be named the MVP of that Super Bowl. It was Patrick Mahomes, but if there's another guy... I mean, guy rushes for over 100 yards and has a couple touchdowns. That's that's Super Bowl MVP material. So this guy can play, but what happened after that? He went to Chicago. Not much happened with a bad football team in 2021. Uh, bad football team last year with the Falcons. So it'll be interesting to see how he fits in, if he's healthy, how much mileage is left uh, on the tires for Damian Williams. Yeah, he can't. they need to get some depth because you know we don't know the Jacobs situation whether he's going to come to camp or not or, or first week of the season and we talked about it even if he does it's going to be a few games before he gets to game speed you cannot you know we talk about it in preseason where the running backs don't play they're not getting their timing you know you can practice all you want yeah. practice is not game speed I, i'm sorry and you know the timing for hitting the you know the holes that open up for you with the you know the line the lineman we'll see what happens new you know new quarterback as you said it's uh you know got to adjust to the system and if he doesn't have a running game I got concerns with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's had a good running game everywhere he's gone. He had a good defense to keep the other team off the field. Uh, you know, it's much easier to play when you know that, hey, if we get to 20, 24 points, we should win this game because mm-hmm. we got a defense that's going to hold the other team to 17. That ain't here. <laughs> it's funny because there's a uh a lot of people who are watching practice, my media colleagues are saying that, hey, really excited about this secondary, really excited about this defense. They're really getting after it. Um, today was a good example of that in the joint practice or quote-unquote scrimmage that the Raiders and the Niners had today. Um, the Niners had six interceptions. Mm. Yeah, so Brock Purdy threw two. Trey Lance came in and threw two. And then their third-string quarterback came in and threw two, and that was what uh, Sam Darnold, right? Yeah. So not impressive at all. Kyle Shanahan um, was was heard saying afterwards, it was not a good day for us. Uh, They will address these situations. And I don't know, Marco, we talk a lot about – you know, bounce back performances during regular season mm-hmm. games, playoff games. Does that apply to a preseason game when you're facing a team and your quarterbacks throw six interceptions? <laughs> and we talked about it in the first yeah. hour about how these guys get after it. Yeah. It gets nasty. Okay. Devontae Adams, I haven't, I didn't see the hit, but everything I heard was like, okay, it's a clean hit. Josh McDaniel saying it was a clean hit. But as you know, these guys, they they don't like each other to begin with. The Niners and the Raiders don't like each other. They played a regular season game here at 
Allegiant Stadium last year when, you know, Niners, hey, you know, going to the playoffs, Raiders really not playing for anything. And it's always emotional. And they play each other every preseason. Yeah. Going back to Oakland. They, they, so they're used to it. So, you know, even though there's turnover with personnel, um, I think you're going to get a pretty spirited game on Sunday. And it would not surprise me for the Niners to really clean some things up. And I'm not going to say take it to the Raiders on Sunday, but win that game and cover that game. You would think... A Shanahan coach team is going to bounce back a lot quicker. Um, but if I'm a San Francisco 49er fan, how good do you feel going into the season with the quarterbacks you got? Well, if you like Brock Purdy and you think that Brock Purdy is going to do what he did last season, then you feel pretty good. I think Brock Purdy is the the better quarterback of the three. There's no question. But Brock Purdy is still, I don't think he's as good as what people think he is. You know what I'm saying? I, I still think there's a work in progress. Um, you know, he showed times that, you know, he's still a work in progress. But San Francisco had a great defense. Uh, top-notch running game with Christian McCaffrey. Top-notch wide receivers, top-notch tight ends. So, you know, he 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 got to drive a nice Cadillac back there. Uh, no question about you it. Know? it but, I can't get past because, you know, the Big 12 conference was a conference, you know, I like to bet, you know, a lot of good spots in there. Too many times the spot was perfect at Iowa State to take them, getting points or laying a small number. And too many times I had to suffer through, you know, a 12-3 game (laughs) with Iowa State that they just couldn't move the football. And what he did last year, was tremendous, but uh, now you got game film. You know, you come in last year was an unknown commodity. Uh, you know, the old injured player theory. The rest of the team took it up a notch. And let's face it, the MVP of that team and might have been one of the best trades in in all of football was them getting Christian McCaffrey. Unbelievable! Yeah, phenomenal. That, that was that was. Third ticket last year, yeah. and that's going to be whoever is behind center. We say it all the time. You have a good running back, a good running game. It's going to take whatever level your quarterback's at mm-hmm. is going to take him to a level above that because the running game is going to do that for him. Yeah. The, the Niners are loaded again. They're going to be solid. And when you look at, you know, I, I'm not one really for betting on preseason games, but I look at this, okay, the Niners are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. And now you take Devontae Adams out of the mix. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to play for the Raiders. Okay, so now you're talking about Aiden O'Connell, okay, getting snaps behind Brian Hoyer. And then after that, Chase Garbers in his, what, second year from Cal. You know, again, it's about handicapping the depth chart and who's going to be in these spots. The Niners, Purdy's going to play. All right, Trey Lance is going to play. And Sam Darnold. Okay, you've got three guys that have all started games and started meaningful games. And Lance is probably the worst of the three. However, you've got a battle to win the backup job because Purdy's going to be the guy. Even though even though Purdy gets the job, if Lance or Donald uh, are waiting in the wings and Purdy stumbles a little bit, I'm motivated if I'm either one of those guys, Darnold or Lance, because, hey, we saw Purdy just come out of nowhere and get the job. 
Why can't that happen for me? And I'm speaking if I'm Trey Lance or or Sam Darnold. Um, I like Darnold a little bit better than Lance, but I'm not crazy about either one, obviously. But you're going to have competition throughout the entire preseason with these guys. And the three quarterbacks that the Niners are going to trot out there Sunday are better than any of the Raiders are going to, that you're going to see on Sunday. So uh, competition is big because think about it. One of those guys is going to be left out to find another team, Trey Lance or Sam Darnold. So they're going to play for their lives here and not try to make too many mistakes. How crazy is that to think that one of those two guys who were number two overall picks, mm-hmm. you know, each one of them were, right. and now you're fighting for a job on a roster. That's crazy. I can't think of anything else like that that's happened in in the NFL where you have two guys that were number two overall picks and they're second and third on the depth chart right now, and one of them is going to be bye-bye. Do you really think they get rid of the third one, though, after what happened last year? It's <sighs> a good I question. Would, I, I, mean, I would not because... I mean, teams don't carry three quarterbacks on a 53-man roster. I mean, one of those guys you know, usually go to the practice squad, but someone's going to want to... to, to take one of those guys somebody will, will come calling especially if, if they look at somewhat decent yeah. okay but if i'm the 49ers and i lost the nfc championship game last year because i had no quarterback left that was that was ridiculous why do you want to pay trey lance though i mean you're you you made the huge mistake of overpaying him and now he's he's just wilting away if and now you're gonna do it another year if, he's, off the cutting th- him and, if and he's the number three, then yes. Oh. Go ahead and cut him because you've got money tied up yeah. there. If he's the number three. But if he's the number two. But they might make Darnold the-, the number two because of that. Yeah. I don't know. <sighs> I'm not sold on Brock Purdy. I, you know, yeah. all of the, you know. They so were- what we're saying, I think we're great. None, we're not sold on any of those three quarterbacks because I'm definitely not sold on two and three right now. Uh, well. Two for me, for sure. Yeah. I still keep waiting to see the Sam Darnold that we saw at USC. It, you know, how much of that was, you know, the Jets just, you know, you go to the Jets. You know, when was the last time they were relevant? Right. Okay. Right. Um, then, he, you know, last year he was at Carolina last mm-hmm. year. Yeah. I thought he would get a shot. And I thought... You know, Rule was the, the, the coach that might be able to get it because he's that rah-rah yeah. college guy, and it just didn't didn't work there. If, if there's any coach that can get the most out of an offensive player, it, it's he's in the right spot. It's a system that's quarterback-friendly because of the running game. And the thing that they do different with the running game, I mean, you got a beast in Christian McCaffrey, but you can put him in motion, and he, he's – you got to worry about him out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. It opens things up. How many, you know, Debo Samuel? What that two years ago? Mm-hmm. All of the different th- play sets sure. that they ran with him. Yeah. It's hard as a defense. Mm-hmm. You're not just sitting back. Oh, the, we're stopping a traditional running play. Right. Or okay, it's play action, right. but you know we know it's right. there. There's so many moving parts but, to his. But I think offense. that's why Purdy is the perfect guy for this, and he showed it last year because. He is going to screw up less than the other two guys, like Lance. Okay, okay, we want to get him on the run, this and that. Oh, heaven forbid, you know, putting him back in a passing situation because he's not going to be that accurate. He's not right. going to be that good. He he could be a turnover machine. Okay, you got Darnold. Maybe you know, again, I wasn't 
as big a fan as you were with him at USC. I, and I have never been big on USC quarterbacks for the most part. That could change a little bit now that Lincoln Riley's there. Okay, you know, get that, Caleb Williams, all that. But, you know, back when, when Darnold was there under that system with that coaching staff, eh, no. So I think, you know, Darnold can, has a propensity to mess things up as well. Purdy is going to be that middle-of-the-road guy, get the ball to McCaffrey, dump it off short to Debo, and take off on a power run when you need to. And I think that's why they selected him to to, to be the guy, because he's not going to go crazy stupid like the other two guys might. Brock Purdy is vanilla ice cream. There it's you go. Good, it's, right. It's good, yeah. but it's just vanilla ice cream. I know, but it, 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 it's great if you got yourself some great toppings and a great blender, my friend. <laughs> that's a hell of a vanilla shake. You know what I mean? That's that's the way I view it. Yeah. Thank you for bringing it to my world and the food and the, and the dessert world. Uh, I love it. <laughs> we come back. We'll talk some college football and some Major League Baseball tonight as well, too. Marco's got some plays. And uh, you can go to wagertalk.com again for his plays and also gave out a free play with the Aces game uh, tonight uh, as well. So you can go to wagertalk.com for that. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house of the world-famous Superbook here on this fabulous Friday. Now, now, more from your favorite sports radio physician. That boy's good. The doctor, T.C. Martin. Get ready for a weekend here. Oh, yes. NFL preseason, week number one, Raiders and the 49ers on Sunday. Look forward to that. Aces got a game tonight at 7 o'clock, and they'll play the Washington Mystics. And then on Sunday, Aces in the Atlanta Dream. And again, starting a five-game homestand. So, uh, yeah, got a busy Sunday. We're going to go from Allegiant Stadium over to the Michelob Ultra Arena at the Mandalay Bay. Looking forward to that. Busy, busy. You won't have to battle traffic because you'll be walking. <laughs> I guess I could walk, huh? I never made the walk. How long does it take? You go across the Hacienda Bridge, right? Yep. How long does that take? i never done it. Ten-minute walk. But Ten-minute walk? It'll be 1 o'clock on Sunday. It's only be, I didn't it'll only think be about, about that. probably 95 or 100 okay. at that point. Okay, so if I drove from uh, Allegiant Stadium after the game, well, I'm going to leave You have early. to go all the way around. Yeah. So... Yeah. Will it take me more than 10 minutes? That's yes. the question. Yeah. So I'm you better park, off walking. You, you park at Mandalay Bay where the, the basketball game will yeah. be later. Walk to the Raider game. No, Chuck, you back. agree with that? Is that the move? You, you'd walk. That's what, yeah, I would definitely walk. Uh, and if you're, you know, if the sun got to you, the, the move when you get to Mandalay Bay in the corridor between Mandalay Bay and Luxor, right at the, the escalator there, uh-huh. great gelato shop. Get yourself a nice big cone, Fast. waffle cone. That's good. That's good. <laughs> See, I, I can't. Yeah, I don't like doing ice cream before you know a game. I might be, you know, I might fall asleep. I'm, I'm a nighttime ice cream guy. You know that nighttime ice cream. Okay, so you can have it after the game. What are you doing? You bring up vanilla ice cream before the break, and we come out of the break. You go right back to, to your ice cream again. How about a sorbet? I love a good sorbet. You know that <laughs> Italian ice. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm hungry. I haven't eaten all day. I'm I'm gonna throw you, down. If you like Italian ice, it'd my pre my pre game place meal. on my side of town. Right. You'd love. Uh, yeah, you you just made up my mind. I'm doing a doing a pregame post meal today. I'm gonna post it. Pregame meal after the show, in between, before the Aces game. All right. All right. See, and I'm not gonna try to outdo. I see. I don't try to outdo you. Just you know. And I'm sure you're gonna post something. All right. 
Because I know you're going. I know you're going to eat afterwards. You came back with <laughs> when I sent you my dinner last <laughs> night. You came back with a picture of a side of beef. Okay. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it was. It was great. It looked good. Our better, our better conversation, our text conversation, was. Uh, uh, how, what was that all about anyway? About the, I said you were out kicking your coverage again because uh, about uh, oh you 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 didn't have a date to go to the Aces game, right? The missus is in Alaska, right? Right, fishing. She's bringing. Can, you know I, can, I, sh- can I can I share that text conversation with everyone? Because <laughs> that was pretty classic. I gotta say, that was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know how far you're gonna go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got to scroll all the way back here, uh, you know, to to this. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. So, yeah, I asked you if you wanted tickets to the game tonight, and you said, well, you said that you couldn't go. Listen to this, okay. All right, he's going to lose his man card. Lori's still out of town, doesn't come back till Saturday, so it's just me. Okay, so I'm looking, I'm reading this, I'm going, well, do you want to go? <laughs> or you can't find a date, so I respond, well, yeah, it's not surprising you, you know, you, you couldn't find another date. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Couldn't find another date? Yeah. And so Marco comes back with, get this, Nubchuck, I'll, I'll, I could check with Tiffany or Cinnamon. <laughs> there it is. There it is. There's Cinnamon to the stage. <laughs> so then my response is, oh, you're definitely out kicking your coverage now, man. Marco comes back with, well, I'm an over, he goes. I'm an overachiever. <laughs> My response and an underperformer, <laughs> at least according to Cinnamon or Tiffany. <sighs> and I said, well, if you can't get Tiffany or Cinnamon to go, and you want to go by yourself, just let me know. If not, I'll offer the tickets to somebody else. So he says, I'm going to text my buddy, see if he wants to go. If not, then give them away. And I go, well, that's sad to go from <laughs> Tiffany and Cinnamon to a buddy. <laughs> and Marco closes it with, well, and I'm still an underachiever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's but that, going to the Aces game is Lori and I's thing. Like we with the Knights, you know, she's a big Knights fan. Oh, gee, come on. Been, you, your, your, your nephew came to town. You surprised him. You took it to him. You, know, you took him to the game. You know, nothing against Lori. It's great, but I don't think she really cares if if you go with a nephew, a buddy, uh, by yourself, or or Cinnamon or Tiffany. <laughs> you can ask her on the last one. <laughs> and just so our listeners know, there is no such person as Tiffany or Cinnamon. Those are just our name. Well, maybe I don't know. Nupchuck. Oh, there is. Oh, there is. You cannot you cannot go to a strip club and not have at least one Tiffany or Cinnamon really on the roster. Really? Nupchuck. Hey. <laughs> I got one for you. So speaking speaking of names like that and fruits and vegetables and uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> true story. So I'm at the store yesterday. You know, I just got you know back and so I need to do a little grocery shopping. And I love my fresh fruit. I love my peaches. Peaches, pineapple, but peaches in the summertime, that is my thing. Oh, by the way, did you see my peach cobbler last night? Wait, I did. wait, yeah, wait, yeah, hold on. Yeah. Yeah. You need food at the house? Don't you get enough comps? I, I do, but like for breakfasts and stuff like that, I, I like my fruit. Okay. Or like, you know, late okay. night when I get home. Yeah. So thank you. So I'm picking out peaches. All right. Now, I, I, admit, I struggle a lot with picking out like tomatoes and for, you know, because I'm OCD with that. I, I want the perfect, you know, you one. OCD? Yeah, exactly. No right. Right. <laughs> so I'm 
I've got these peaches, right? And then I see this nice-looking lady. And it looked like she had, I think it was a son. Short hair. I couldn't tell, you know, guy or girl, whatever. But it really wasn't looking at that person. And and so I go, and I'm like, so I look over, and I go, and she's looking at me. And I know she's probably thinking, like, what's this guy doing? I mean, he's, like, fondling the peaches. So I go, yeah, I go, I really struggle in in picking out peaches. <laughs> That's terrible. And then, so she turns around and she goes, excuse me, what'd you say? In, in a voice kind of like this. Excuse me, what'd you say? I said, oh, I said, I, I had struggle, you know, picking out peaches. She goes, oh, I thought you were talking to me. My name's Peaches. <laughs> True story. And I go, oh, Peaches. Well, glad another, to meet you, Peaches. Another good stripper name. Yeah, there That's <laughs> She kind of looked like that. Full disclosure. Yeah. She kind of looked like that. I don't know. The voice you did, though, made her sound like she was 80. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh. there a senior strip club in Vegas? She had a little bit of an accent that I just can't. You know, yeah, I'm not good with accents. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So anyway. Yeah, Peaches was in the Peaches section yesterday. Yeah. No melons? No melons. But, you know, well, she had melons, oh, too. <laughs> but she could be a dancer. She could be a dancer. If I run into her again in my neighborhood grocer, I'm going to ask her, uh, are you performing tonight? Marco would like to know if you know Cinnamon or Tiffany. Well, that's that's obviously why they couldn't go to the game tonight. Friday night's a busy night. Yeah, it's true. That's a good point. <laughs> had nothing to do with them looking at your profile pic. <laughs> nothing with that. Jeez. All right, man. What are we going to do here about uh, – let's talk about some Major League Baseball real quick here. All right, we'll go. Justin Verlander on the mound tonight. First home start back at Minute Maid Park. Astros, they're pumped up. Let me look at the lineup here. Make sure that Dusty's putting out the A lineup here today. And I know you don't like laying 170 or whatever the number is. What do you think, man? How about if you don't want to lay 170, why don't you take the nope. Astros minus a half a run first five? And then get Verlander, you know, mono mono against the... Uh, could. Reed Detmers. Yeah. I'm not a Reed Detmers guy at all. Let's see the lineup here. So, Otani batting second for the, for the Angels. Jury Mustakis, Krantz, yeah, yeah not, not great. Altuve, Bregman, Alvarez, Tucker, Diaz... Dubon, Singleton, depending. Wow. So no um, Abreu again. No Abreu. Abreu. Abreu's hurt. He's got a little back injury. So. Uh, yeah. Probably give it a shot tonight, man. I like that. What is that? Have you ever had against Houston ever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not In the last two seasons. Uh, can't remember. See, yeah, I'm a big Steeler fan, Not this year, and I'll bet against them in a heartbeat. But you, you, you're either betting Houston or you're not betting the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty much. Um, I'm sure there were times last year that I did. Yeah, yeah, last year. But this year I really haven't. But I look a couple of those pictures, like JP France and whatever. I probably, maybe I have. Yeah, because because France and uh, a little, little little shaky with that. So, all right, who do you got tonight, man? Well, one of the games I had. 
it already started. They're playing now. I'm on Tampa. First five. That was an interesting scenario for there. Aaron Savelli was going for Tampa, getting to face his old teammates. The tribe, got, but got, they're not the tribe anymore. Yeah, not right. the tribe, not right. the Indians. The Guardians. Guardians. Mm -hmm. Maybe the stupidest name next to the commanders in uh, Washington. It, it I, I mean, you wonder why these names are available because through over the 100 plus years, 150 years of professional sports, no one wants those names. Come on. Another game that I'm on uh, tonight, you've got Miami um, hosting the Yankees. Yankees aren't playing good baseball. And uh, believe that game's or, already underway too. Uh, Miami, uh, really uh, good. The pitcher it's going tonight for them, uh, Lazardo. In his 13 home starts, he's won. They've won 10 of his 13 home starts. So I was on Miami. Um, who else was I on tonight? We talked about the Steeler game with with John Murray. I have the Steelers tonight, and I have one more play, and I got to remember who it was. You're getting my entire card here, sir. That's so, good. You know. Do you want to pay Mastercard or Visa, or do you want to go cash? <laughs> I'm not betting any of your plays. You know, like I said, yeah. I'll be a little too busy tonight, man. Yeah. I'll, I'll be working tonight, so I. I I'm. You want to share our text from uh, what was it Tuesday night? What night did Houston have the scored like seven runs oh, in the last? Oh yeah, game? that yeah. was Tuesday night when I was doing the Dallas game, and and I and I was checking the Astros score, and it was like they were down five nothing. I said, "Oh man, this 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 one's done." And again, it was, it was one of those those games, you know. I was like, yeah. "Man, don't 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 feel good about the pitching staff there." But I, I, no, that's when, when Framber went because Framber Valdez was coming off the no no, and I go, "It's yeah. probably not going to match it." No, that was part of your your logic with that. And they were coming off the yeah. Yankee series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was the perfect spot. See, I don't put any credence in coming off the Yankee series because again, they had a day off. They went to the White House. Uh, Framber, I figured would would probably still be good, but he's not going to be lights out, no no type like you know coming off that game. I get that. He gave up but six runs. I did not like your guy pitching that night for Baltimore. I know you 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 like that guy, and so I just said, but I laid off the game, and then sure enough, uh, I thought they lost the game, and I come back and and uh, after the game. One of my friends in Dallas said, man, you see what the Astros did? I said, yeah, that was terrible. I saw they were down five. They go, no, they won. I go, what? They go, Tucker Grand Slam in the ninth. I go, oh, yeah. And then Marco texts me. <laughs> so I've you had, can take it from there. I've had two of my worst beats this year came against the Astros. Mm -hmm. You know, I had the Angels. Uh, it was on a, a Sunday game. They had a three-run lead in the eighth inning. You still remember that, huh? Yeah, huh? lost that one. But with that one... The Angels' bullpen, I know, is bad, okay? So the situation there, I got what I deserve. But the reason, and you know I play a ton of first five-inning yep. wagers, okay? The reason I didn't go first five on Tuesday night with Baltimore, even though most of the handicap was I'm going against, you know, from Valdez off of the no-no, is Buffalo, you know, Baltimore... Their bullpen's their strength. This is a team that has no superstars, but their strength all year has been the bullpen, you know, and so I had no problem going the full game with them. If I go first five, I have an easy winner. I went full game, and the bullpen, you know, Grayson uh, Rodriguez did his job, uh, pitched well. I think he gave up two or three runs, had the big lead when he exited, and then the bullpen just came in. 
guy after guy with a gas can. <laughs> just, just like, I mean, they scored in the seventh, eighth, right. and ninth and, inning. And, and again, and they, they blew up again the next night. And you like Baltimore bullpen much better than I do. I don't. Those guys have control problems. If you look at their strikeout-to-walk ratio, it's not good. And again, you know, they're, they're not big-time guys that have proven they can do it. They're young guys, and it's getting later in the season. And against experienced teams, and I'm not saying that just because the Astros, you know, lit them up in those those two games there, but I would just be careful. And so here's my thing with you, and I, I said it to you with, with the text and everything. You got plenty of teams to bet against. Why are you picking against the world champs? You're going against a guy, granted, okay, he's not going to match the no-no, but he's still Cy Young Award worthy. You're, the, the team is healthy. Don't go against the champs. Marco, there are 29 other teams that you can pick on. Don't go against the Astros. It was a great, it, it was the spot. Everything was there, and I'm because it's the champs. I'm getting line value. With, See, with you're, you're with the value. With again, it's but like I like the side. I the don't value doesn't mean anything if you lose. It, Who's a better pitcher, Rodriguez or, or Valdez? And you know who the answer is, but you, I know but, you're a spot player. Okay, but. Who's blowing up more this year? Let's ask that question in two years. This was their their top prospect. We're making the bet two days ago. But he was coming off. He's pitched well since they brought him back up. He was horrible at the beginning of the season. He made the roster coming out of spring training. I don't think he was ready. They sent him back down to the minors, and he was pitching lights out in the minors, which is what you wanted to see, and they brought him back. This was their number one pitching prospect. I know. Okay, so... But he's given. He's had some big blowups this year. He has. Most of them were in yeah. April. Not yeah. since he's come back. Okay. I think he's had one bad yeah. outing right. since he come back. And again, I mean, I can't fault you. And I said this to you. In all yeah. seriousness, I can't fault you for the bet. I mean, you had, that was a case of, of bad luck. There's no question. And again, the Astros turned it up in the eighth and the ninth inning. With and their 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 all stars came through and and delivered. Uh, but I was just saying that I would not make a habit to bet against the Astros. I mean that to me, it's like you, you you go on them, you go with them in the right spot, or you lay off. You don't bet against that team because, especially now, they are in win mode every game right now. And now Abreu's injured, so that, that weakens them a little bit at first base. But for the last like two weeks, they've been you know. There's no question. You, you don't want to step in front of hot teams. Yeah. And, you know, like Seattle this week was was the hot team. They you know they were on a winning streak, and you're going to ride those type of teams until they lose. But I can tell you this much too, TC, and, and this is a question that you could you know throw at you know John or Jay anytime. Mm-hmm. When you're in the second half of the season, and these teams that are the good teams and are playing the bad teams. They're so overpriced that if you played them from that point the rest of the season against mm-hmm. them, you're going to come out with a profit because they're, they are overvalued because they're making you pay a price for them. And remember, it doesn't matter how good a team is. You don't see a team finish with a 700 win percentage. It's always the highest team is going to be somewhere in the 600s, and that's 6 out of 10 wagers. If you're laying 2-1, you're losing money. You're losing money, my man. Yeah. All right. Let's close with this with some breaking news on the Little League front. How about this? The Henderson Little League All-Stars defeat Utah today 10-0. They have 10-run rule, mercy rule, Nolan Gifford, 11 strikeouts in four innings, and they win the Mountain Region title 
Henderson Little League going to Williamsport. Nice. How about that? That is the second Las Vegas team to go to the Little League World Series. Remember when Mount Ridge uh, went uh, years ago. So how cool is that? Yes, they uh, they win today over Utah 10-0. Congratulations, Henderson Little League. What an experience for those Little Leaguers to get a chance to go back there. And, uh, you know, we're going to have the Major League Baseball All-Star, or rather the Major League game that is going to coincide. Remember they play... They'll do a Sunday night baseball game. Right. Those guys will get to experience that, plus playing in that iconic stadium and with a chance to win the Little League World Series. I hate to admit it, living in Pennsylvania all those years I did, I never went to Williamsport. How far were you away from that? It would be about a three-hour drive. Okay, so, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool, man. Pretty cool. All right, brother. Appreciate uh, it, as always. Uh, We will catch you on Monday. and Enjoy the Aces game tonight from some great seats <laughs> and make sure that you go ahead and uh you know get some of those uh tasty like uh those nuts that they have you ever had the, like the? i've had it there's also a donut guy right by of course the donut guy yeah there you go send me some pictures i'll send you some pictures of my pregame y'all yeah i'm sure you will <laughs> for marco d'angelo tc martin and numchuck Back in the studio. Appreciate everybody. Appreciate everybody uh, here at the Westgate as well, too. Thanks to John Murray for joining us and our main man, Jay Cornegay, as well here at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website. Check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. Enjoy the weekend, whether it's baseball, football. We'll have a Raiders-Niners recap, preseason game number one at Legion Stadium Sunday. We'll have that on on Monday on our show. And uh, we'll talk more aces and more right here on the show. Have yourself a great weekend. We'll catch you Monday at 2. Oh!